Hi, hey there, hello, and welcome to Super Cast Brothers. I'm Jonathan, otherwise known as Jono. And I'm Lister, otherwise known as Zantok. And I don't believe that we are alone once more. I don't see anybody behind me. You sure? Well, I don't... I don't see you either, but I think I just heard somebody. Who could that possibly be? Um, is this another guest episode? It may be. Yes, it is. We have our good friend, uh, Kelly, otherwise known as Kelly Jelly. Peanut butter the and Kelly? Jelly, the jelly to my Kelly, Mr. Kelly Jelly. How's it going, guys? Here with us today. Oh, it's going pretty darn good. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thanks so much for having me today. I, I gotta, oh, I gotta ask, Grape? Or strawberry for your jelly? Um, I would say raspberry, actually. I, I used to like strawberry, but I switched to raspberry, and I've never looked back. Interesting choice. But that was not a valid response, so I'm going to have to ask you again. <laughs> oh. Um, I guess if I had to pick between the two, I'd, I'd probably pick grape. You pick grape? Grape's all right. All right, grape, jelly, and Smash Brothers. Everybody, you heard it. That's the end of our episode today. See you all <laughs> next time. That's it. That's it. What about... Uh... Aussie banana jelly or uh, sprig leaf and cinnamon jelly. Those are some interesting names. I I don't think I've ever heard of those ones. Um, I'm pretty sure they're bullshit. Sprig leaf and cinnamon. That's uh, you know what that's Azurda's favorite. So I would I would prove that as well. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll try anything yeah. once. So why? So why? Back, okay, I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, the episode's over again. The end. We, th that was a pretty fast two episodes. Thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, but Kelly, if you know, we're going to dive into a little bit of this fine jelly like beings inclusion on this episode. Uh, Kelly is a more recent friend of Lister and I's. I think it's been. Probably two years. Certainly at least as long as Ultimate's been out. Roughly three uh, years, I think. True, true. Uh, we've we've been ha having our asses handed to us in Ultimate and 4 by Kelly's Robin for a number of years. Uh, <laughs> and his Ness. <laughs> God. Oh. <laughs> yep. Yep, and his and Ness. Goes. Oh, it comes and goes. But um, and, and Every he's... stock I take against you is a minor personal victory. <laughs> he's he's a he's a very persistent smash player and he's a he's a friend of uh jake who we had on a previous episode and he's a friend of ours and he's posted some really cool stuff on our smashtopia wiki as well uh most recently funnily enough uh byleth a moveset for byleth which was actually posted house. before the announcement that byleth would come to smash <clears throat> by about i want to say a week is when that was, uh, yeah. when we got that one put on there? It's like, holy mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever feel like a clairvoyant? You're just like, what just happened? Well, I mean, I predicted Rob for Brawl, so yes. And Duck Hunt oh, for really? Smash 4, so yes. That must have felt pretty good. It did. Oh, yeah. Especially Duck Hunt. It's like, yes, give me the annoying dog. I want it. <laughs> I want to beat him <laughs> up. Finally. <laughs> And who can forget that one time, Lister, when I guessed correctly uh, for E3 2017. That was a good time, wasn't it? 2017. You know, ice, ice climbers and Wasn't that 2018? Snake and... 
I think it was it 20, everyone was here. I think that was 2018. Yeah. Wow. It's been a long year, hasn't it? Man, how time flies. It's 2020. Dude, it's been longer <laughs> it's, than a it's... year. Are you sure? Has there been some sort of time jump? Yes. I thought it was 2019. No. Well, let's ask Azurda what he thinks. It's not. Okay. <laughs> so. The... So. There is a reason why we have brought up uh, Byleth, and you know we've brought Kelly here. Uh, mm -hmm. At the end of our last steps, we teased a little bit who this episode's matchups are going to be for Smash Dash. The first one being two spin-off mages, and that's going to be about between Kamek and Ashley, who both are attached to the Mario franchise in a spin-off way. But then our second mm -hmm. matchup is going to be between the three lords of three houses, Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude. And they, these, they were planned to be announced this episode long before Byleth was announced for Smash. So the timing, especially considering uh, Byleth would have been released just like three or four days before this podcast is being aired. Mm -hmm. And so we would just be like, wow, the, the timing is great. Kelly had created Byleth on Smashtopia, which, by the way, you should all check out. I actually prefer that Musa <laughs> over the one that we actually got for Smash. I concur. And we were just like, you know what? Kelly made Byleth. Kelly's a big fan of Three Houses as well. We should get Kelly on to talk about those three characters along with our other Smash Dash matchup. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Couldn't have asked for I better am... timing. Oh, no, absolutely. I'm not complaining that we're striking while the iron's hot at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I think that that about concludes our introduction. Should we get started with match one? I think that we should. Okay. Then let's. Who's going to give us the dish on Kamek's background? I think I can go ahead and do that. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I know that you're passionate about the guy, so. Well, you know, in a way. Uh, the, the thing yeah. with Kamek is that he is really the primary antagonist, even above <clears throat> Baby Bowser, I would say, in the original Yoshi <clears throat> Island game, where, um, you know, you're playing <clears throat> Yoshi and you're trying to escort Baby Mario throughout a whole bunch of lands to get it back to his parents. This is one of the four games uh, that really introduced me to gaming when I was a little kid. It was this, Mario 3, Mario World, and Mario RPG. So and I Club have Penguin. like, I have never touched Club Penguin, and I never will. Okay. I do not care. But uh, Kamek, no, it's always been a character that's been in the back of my mind for a lot of things with gaming. Just because I was introduced to the game so for at such a young age, and it's always been that interest in that character. Like... Hey, he shoots a magic blast of three geometric shapes that <clears throat> circle around each other. That just looks cool. You can't deny that. But the character's been villain in, in uh, pretty much all of the Yoshi games, including uh, Yoshi's New Island, Woolly World, Crafted World. He's made a minor appearance in Mario RPG, been in a bunch of the Mario Party games, was supposed to be in Mario Kart supposedly twice. It appeared in, like, uh, Galaxy, the Mario & Luigi series, uh, Paper Mario, well... The newer Paper Mars that we don't like to talk about. But still, he's had a lot of appearances, both in the Yoshi franchise and the Mario franchise. He's primarily Yoshi, because that's just where he was introduced. But mm -hmm. he's been in the Mario games as well. And, like, both of the characters here we have, they're both mages. They both can cast spells and do a variety of different things. Uh, he's probably most well-known for his ability to uh, shrink and grow, both himself and other enemies. To use to fight against Mario and Yoshi, but he's got a lot of other stuff like just teleporting, uh, being able to divine the future. Mm -hmm. 
pyrokinesis. There's there's some pretty fun stuff to him. He's he's a magic koopa, but the magic koopa of all magic koopas. I actually uh, have a question to you to pose for Kamek as well um, before we jump into Ashley, and that is, per Smash Brothers, what do you think that he would have? Uh, Yoshi series emblem or a Mario series emblem? I would give Kamek the Yoshi series emblem since that's where he made his debut, and he's been um, serving as a primary antagonist role throughout the entire Yoshi franchise, with possible except in the Yoshi story. I don't see him on the list for that game, so... I think that's like the one mm-hmm. he hasn't appeared, but he was huge in both Yoshi's Island, Touch and Go, Island DS, New Island, Woolly World, and Crafty World. Whereas so his Mario appearances have been in either like the party spinoffs, the Mario and Luigi RPG titles, or a few mm-hmm. select appearances like Mario Galaxy. He's very much more of a Yoshi character for me. Yeah, that's true. And and uh, I've played a lot of Yoshi Story in my time, and, and Kamek is in that game. Um, beyond that, I have. A fun fact that I wanted to share about Kamek too, that I think we can all relate to and and enjoy. Um, Kamek backwards is Kamek. Kamek, which is very similar to Kamek, but it's not like kayak. Yes, exactly. So can you imagine if Kamek had a twin named Kamek and they went down a river on a kayak? I on a kayak. I think I'm reminded of Mario Super Mario Party, where Kamek should have been a playable character. <laughs> That's true. Give There's me a lot a of things. Kamek, that... damn it! There's a lot of things that should have been a little different about Super Mario Party, like being a full game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in no, nevertheless, though, we do have another competitor. Of course, it's not just the Kamek and Kamek show. There's also Ashley and Yelsa. So, oh, that's almost like Elsa, who should be in Smash. Maybe she'll be in Fighter Pass 2. Nevertheless, uh, Kelly, do you want to take the reins on telling us a little bit about Ashley and just her history in gaming? Sure. Thanks for passing it over. So, um, yeah, so Ashley's a pretty prominent character in WarioWare series. She's a fan favorite. I've seen a lot of vocal support for her and also a lot of vocal disappointment when she was revealed as an assist trophy both for smash 4 and for ultimate unfortunately mm-hmm. um she does have a cool design and i think she does kind of stand out from all the other sort of wacky characters with her sort of like her deadpan personality right um, she has a little a little like imp or a little devil named red who mm-hmm. transforms into a broom and lets her fly around and she's pretty she's pretty well nuanced with the um with the magical arts she's often seen you know, brewing potions, studying up magic spells. Sometimes they go awry and shit to kind of fix the chaos. Um, one example I think was in WarioWare, or Game and Wario, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Those ones didn't have uh, micro games. They were like sort of like their own, every character had their own stage. And I think hers was, she was trying to kind of, she had a book full of like creepy stuff. And she was trying to, I think, bring out this kind of, make the world sort of like, um, <clears throat> this very dark and spooky but then the, the wind blew and it turned the page to like this very sugary candy land and she got sucked into it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, she is. I remember when she was introduced in uh, WarioWare Touched, which coincidentally was my first WarioWare game. Um, and, you know, the, the timing on, you know, Touched release in, I think, 2004, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, near, near the start of the DS's life, uh, couldn't have been better because you know at that same time I was growing up um, 
as as a as a kid in the scene. I'm not a, I'm not ashamed of that. Okay. And uh, Ashley couldn't have captured like what kids were super into about like a character and oh what a what a drag you know um, yes total back drag. then um <laughs> seriously so it was it was fun it was it was charming like she uh is a very very interesting character uh captures captures the time in popular culture and pretty pretty well too um yes. and, I, and i like the uh she made she essentially made sabrina the teenage witch emo before <laughs> the creators of riverdale made sabrina the teenage witch emo so that's fair good times that's a good comparison yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah I, I enjoyed it too so good good old times and what a catchy theme song as well yeah i remember on the brawl dojo seeing or the remix for it i mm -hmm. think that was one of the first songs that, that they posted on there and i thought it was really catchy it was, was like, who's, oh yeah who's, who's ashley why does she not have any friends why <clears> is she gonna like turn me into a spoon who is this person <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm uh, threatened by our very own Bruja, Zantok, for the very same. So maybe he might be putting in a vote for Ashley by the end of this. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see if we can convince we'll him. We'll see. <laughs> I of new, I'll cast a hex on you. Well, thank you. I Very wonder what will happen next. This will make your pants big. <laughs> Oh man, this will make my pants big. Yes. Wait, isn't it, isn't it kitten spit? Soon your pants won't fit or something. You know, I don't know, man. I don't. It's all somewhere in there. there, there there's it's something good. about grandma's wig. I don't know. <laughs> your pants are not safe. Pants are not safe. Well, pants are not safe for work, kids. Ah, uh, true. Well, we can all. I think we're all pantsless right now as we record this. One side <laughs> of the continent to another. It's totally fine uh so how, how should we approach this and get into the nitty-gritty here um and start deliberating on whether kamik or ashley should be smashed and or dashed well actually there was something i wanted to uh, bring <clears throat> up first about ashley and uh something that could potentially work in her favor towards the move set but at the same time could make her very annoying to use because it's got a, an RNG element to it. Because uh, what I'm reading about the character here, I'm looking at her powers and abilities on the Mario Wiki. And it says that in Game and Warrior, her character card states that she only will successfully cast spells 40% of the time. So you could have a mechanic <laughs> in there where you're using a special move and it's supposed to cast a spell. 40% of the time it does this one action that's, that's good, it'll help you. But the rest of the time, it'll do something completely different. Maybe it's harmful, maybe it's just a uh, unexpected result. That's something that would have to be hashed out into further details later on. That would be a pretty unique mechanic to her that would make her extremely annoying to use. 40% of the time is pretty bad for a successful move. Well, you know, she claims to be a very uh, powerful witch, but it turns out she's mediocre maybe, at best. Maybe for, her, maybe for her age at her level, like 40% is actually really good. That's fair, that's fair. <laughs> So she has mm -hmm. that to develop, but still good. I mean, isn't one of her storylines about how she was casting a spell on a plant and then uh, it went crazy oh. big? And then in her song for Smash Bros., uh, one part of it is, oh no, not again. She failed a spell again. Exactly this. I was just thinking about the plant. The plant if would have to be in Final Smash. <laughs> uh, see, I was wondering, uh, Final Smash actually would work. I was kind of thinking up special. 
Oh yeah, like a like a like a beanstalk or something like a. And and she's holding onto it for dear life as it grows upwards. That could work, although I, I would I would presume that the um, presiding uh, move that most people would probably veer towards would be something uh, like a free uh, movement broom. You know who yeah. else could do a free movement broom? Kamek. Kamek can, and uh, that's not all, really. I think they're both, um, since Ashley specializes in potions and that sort of thing, it's supposedly, um, <clears throat> and spells of this variety. One can also say that Kamek and Ashley could function in the sense of having uh, stat boosting or, or, or neutralizing, some, some, something that affects you with their spells. So there's that potential similarity too. Right. So I feel like both characters have the same base <clears throat> potential as really any mage does. And where they kind of differ is that Kamek is one, a lot more experienced. So there's a lot more Kamek can just naturally do, being like the teleportation, the pyrokinesis, being able to turn an inanimate object into a living creature. Mm -hmm. Whereas Ashley is more about digging into uh, dark magic and brewing potions. And sometimes that magic. A lot of times that magic just doesn't work or has some kind of weird effect. But she's also got Red, the little infidel <clears throat> guy that she can use to transform into weapons or a broom or that he could cast spells himself. So she's got mm -hmm. a little bit of element of a little friend, whereas Kamek is more like, I got more, I got more tools to use. <clears throat> mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. Um... Goodness gracious, it's, they're on more even ground than I thought. I think that another consideration for Ashley would just be that um, she's not necessarily even for the Smash Bros. but I figured it'd be worth bringing up that she's a fan-favorite character of the Smash Brothers community and oh, yeah. Kamek is more on the outskirts. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's more akin to she has more of a personality, more of a personality than, than Kamek. Um, that's something like the WarioWare game uh -huh. just do really well in general is that for the most part the characters in those games <clears> have <throat> quite a bit of personality and their own little quirks and uh, distinct differences between each other. Alright, the, the two, you know, the martial artist duo, Master Mantis and Young Cricket, eh, kind of add on them. But you got the ninja twins that are still in kindergarten, you've got Ashley the Witch, you've got Nine Volt the retro game lover, Jimmy T the club dancer I guess. The scientists, <laughs> Krygor, a fucking living jukebox with Mike, the, mm -hmm. an alien like that. that looks like a bowling pin. <laughs> <laughs> like they have a lot of character to those characters, even though like the game is very much not a character game. It's more about hey, look, here's all these people that made many, many games for you to play, but we gave them so much personality, even though it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Especially in gold. That. Or ever yeah. did a great, a great display of their personality, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I I bet they did. I I, I sold my 3ds away before I could play that game. <laughs> oh, have you seen any any of the cutscenes like from uh, from Warrior Wear Gold? I'm not. No, I haven't. Gold at all. Oh, they're hilarious. Some are some are better than others, but generally, it's pretty solid. Like uh, <clears throat> like Drupal and Spitz, they're like they're like driving their taxi in space, and they're just like it's like, hey, we're driving here, and there's like uh, aliens attacking them. And, Oh, they're all these really funny little, little moments. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. I'll I'll just YouTube all those vignettes. Um, gosh. So, and then Kamek also has, I think if we're including him, that we would have to pursue the option of, I think there's two very, very clear moves that would be 
three actually. Um, the up special with the broom, as aforementioned. Um, I think the standard would pretty much inescapably be the basic geometric spell that he launches oh, at, yeah. at Absolutely. opponents. Everybody knows that mm -hmm. one. Yep. And and I think that one would. That one is where stat changes could potentially come into play. Like he's casting a spell on you, and if it makes contact, there's a certain chance that he can make you dizzy or mess up your controls or stun you or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I actually just had a good idea for Kamek. Go if you guys want to hear. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, sure. So, you know, I know how you mentioned like similar to Ashley, like the the recovery could be potentially the broom. Yes. But you know mm -hmm. how you know how Kamek you can kind of. Um, he kind of does this thing where he goes on the broom, but he sometimes just like <clears throat> spins around and then teleports to a new location. Yep. Maybe that could be the recovery, and then the side special could be when he starts flying horizontally on his broom and starts like leaving like the kind of rainbowish magic trail behind him. True. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that could... that's a good point. Yeah. Sorry, I just thought of that, but uh... I I, no, I feel good. like that's probably a very likely scenario with characters. <clears throat> Well, both characters, I feel like you have to get very inventive with how their moves will work in a Smash Brothers game. Mm -hmm. And um, with Kami Kevin Teleportation, that's a super easy <coughs> to do it out special. And that way you can use the broom as a side and you don't have to create something new for the side. I feel like it just, it makes things easier to do it that way. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it fits the character yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. And a uh, potential down special could be something akin to... Uh, I'm thinking in Paper Mario type titles where he would come along and and strike a summon a block out of thin air and strike it down to a you know uh, block your path. Mm -hmm. That could be a very simple down special, or even summoning a basic enemy like a Goomba or a Dry Bones. Also true. Yeah. Also true, and then I assume the final smash could um, take on his big and small mechanic with something like summoning. Baby Bowser or something. Baby oh, Bowser. Do what? Oh, sorry to cut you off. Uh, the the idea I've kind of been thinking of like for Final Smash of Kim would be, uh, it, you just take straight the final boss from original Yoshi's Island. Kamek summons up Baby Bowser out from background. He's huge. He's giant. <clears throat> you're in the castle, and fireballs are coming at you. And you got. I die. like that. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. Um, uh, Ashley. About to say, Kelly. Oh, um, oh! I was just gonna say it's. I think it's kind of funny that both Ashley <clears throat> and also Kamek, if you remember the very first boss of Yoshi's Island, he also casts a spell on like this tiny piranha plant sapling and grows a gigantic plant as well. That's true, naval piranha. Mm-hmm. But I think very the baby true. Bowser boss is definitely much more iconic and much more fitting for him as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what if he just summoned uh, Bert the Bashful? I think we can all agree that's the best option. I think I'd be confused. <clears throat> I want Bert the Bashful playable, but that's for another day. I mean, I, I once had the idea that you could do the Bert Bros as an assist trophy. You could. That would be a pretty good one. Um, <clears throat> as far as Ashley goes, though, I think that the this is where things differentiate. Ashley has more of the personality going for her, mm -hmm. and there's theoretically all these different things that she can do. But pulling from her source material to develop a move set, it will require us to be more uh, inventive Definitely. than pulling something for Kamek because Kamek has so much source material and platforming games that are very similar to the layout of Smash Brothers already. So translating that into Smash is no big deal. 
Um, in the case of Ashley, we're dealing with mostly cutscenes, maybe micro games to pull from. So we can say that she can have stat affecting potions or spells. She can use her broom. She can turn red into different items to to assist her in fighting. Uh, but in how would we go about actually constructing that sort of move set? It would be more of a stretch of the mind. Indeed. And and as we speak now, I'm I'm uh I was thinking like during Kamek's move set, like that minor workshop I just did. It's like what what on earth was Ashley's be at all? <laughs> well, well, I mean, I feel like you had the plant. You had to have the plant somewhere for Ashley, whether it's an mm -hmm. up special that carries her upwards or not, or she rides a broom upwards. That's uh, up in the air, literally. Or the mm -hmm. plant could be a down or a standard or whatever. But there's you've definitely got to have her trying to trying to grow the plant somehow. And maybe that's the final smash. She actually she's just trying to do like a regular old plant. And then it becomes this gigantic thing, and it just starts attacking the whole screen in a cinematic. That that's something that could easily work for that as well. It could be a it could be a down special as well. You can you can set it down and then plant and then water it like villager in the tree, Ooh. and then and then you can I... climb up it if it if it's docile, or it can attack opponents for you. And then if you're or if you're or it could attack opponents for you, or um, if you do include that mechanic where sometimes your spells screw up. You can have the plant even turn on her and start attacking her as well as opponents. Yeah, you could. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. That reminds me a bit of uh, before Piranha Plant got out of this match, <clears throat> a lot of people wanted to have Waluigi use a move where he just set the Piranha Plant down on the stage and it bites at whoever comes near it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. And then Piranha Plant um... got out of the smash. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of plants, I just thought of another good idea, uh, maybe for her downbeat. Uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. In Warrior War Gold, there's like a little, well, there's one, I think, mode where like a lot of the characters come together for a picnic. And so um, uh, at one point, it's like, what did you bring, Ashley? She's like, I brought this garlic. And she holds out, it's like a mandrake baby. And then <laughs> like, Ashley, that's, that's mandrake. It could kill you. <laughs> so imagine if she like, had like a... Maybe like a chargeable down view, like she pulls, she whips out a mandrake and it squeals and it kind of stuns people for a few seconds. I like that. That's a good idea. That that could also be a Harry Potter move set. I could also yeah. see that. Um, it gets a little bit inventive here, but I could see that possibly uh, reflecting projectiles as well. Oh, like a block. Could like be, a yeah. Reflector. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Kind of more like one that she holds in front of her, kind of like how Lucas uh, does his uh, down special. But um, I, that could that could be an interesting way to do it too. Like it still has that screaming effect. So if you're standing right next to her, you're going to be stunned. But if you had the ray gun and you tried to shoot at her with it, well, now that ray gun is shooting its blast back at you instead. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like Peach with Toad, the Toad counter. Yeah. And then uh, let's see. Ashley could also incorporate Red in her special somehow. You can have him transform perhaps into a giant pitchfork for her to use i mean he's absolutely um, the broom as well yeah that she can totally. that she can throw or or maybe she can lob red forward to charge kind of like uh the mecha like koopas or 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 king D or, or luma yeah or king ddd's uh side special and brawl uh, do, do uh, you think that red would be on the field with her like how rosalina has the luma yes i i believe so i agree what what does Kelly think here though? Um, it could go either way. Like um, maybe not as like a like function the same as Luma, like a puppet, but just kind of like uh, 
sort of like trailing behind Joker, Joker with Arsene, sort of. Or like how we have Rex and Pyra, as we noted in our previous episode. Yeah, which is like Joker and Arsene. <laughs> yes. Yep. Or, uh... Mm-hmm. But less or you can treat him kind of like a Pikmin. Nana or the Luma is. Mm-hmm. I think I think Red actually holds a little a little pitchfork, so maybe he could have she can have him like a side tilt, maybe just have Red jab out with the little pitchfork. Absolutely. Yeah. She yeah. Just points and goes like, "Do it. <laughs> Do it, Red. Do it, or you get the hose yep. again." <laughs> Not the hose. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then I think we're all in agreement that the up special is Red turning into the broom. Yeah. And then, Rough, yeah. and then probably her side special, or maybe her down, would be throwing potions that can have varying effects. Probably the color yeah, will I mean, determine what the effect is, I imagine. Yeah, and, th- and there's interesting purview where, where it's harder to develop the moveset for Ashley because there's so much to pull from. It's also potentially a benefit because he can uh, be more expansive with the potential for spells and potions, too. You can uh, have a special attack like the standard or the down uh, swap between potions for her or swap between spells for her and have all sorts of different uh, status effects or what have you be present and be able to be swapped between and used at a certain you know like between certain intervals of time Yeah. so there's always that as well Um, and then final smash as you said the plant is a good possibility like that could be something um, or there could be a cinematic where she actually does turn her opponents into random objects like spoons or toast or something. Everybody becomes a spoon. That mm-hmm. would be funny. Okay. And her stage. Her stage would be clearly her mansion. And oh, yeah. That would be really cool to see. Like, I think... I can't I can't figure a Kamek stage right off the top of my head that wouldn't be the Baby Bowser fight. I guess just something random from Yoshi's Island? Um, Kamex, it could be <clears> just like Bowser's Castle, or it could just be like a, a new version of Yoshi's Island, because we have like four of them. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, but you could... you could fussy get dizzy. <laughs> like, the, the Yoshi's Island stages, there's a lot of mechanics that we see in that game that have not really been used in the stages. One that I really liked was actually a the one that's used in Super Smash Flash 2. I love how that one looks. It includes like the uh, the stairs, one of the moving platforms. I, I, I like that stage a lot, but as far as one that like particularly connects to Kamek himself, mm-hmm. there really isn't anything that's like specifically yeah. his. Unless you want oh. to do like... Um, uh, I think I... Yeah. Uh, he has like a library in one of the Mario Party games. I think it's Island Tour. It was, uh, D- I think it was DS. He was a boss in that stage. I was just going to mention that. Yeah, that's right. It's DS Kamek's library. <laughs> just found it here. Oh, cool, cool. He throws books at you. Yep. <laughs> like you could do something so... like that, or even just say his home stage is Woolly of oh, like Woolly World. Well, I guess the books would be able to throw themselves and give it that little bit of a Luigi's Mansion. Ish book thing, platforms. Giant, yeah. giant book platforms. That'd be cool. That would be yeah, cool. Absolutely. Um, and in that case, I guess we have enough of a basis for both Kamek and Ashley. It's not like either character is remiss of a certain legacy or popularity to 
regard them both. And Smash has a big history of including legacy characters. Like Lister and I were just talking a day a day ago, actually, about how almost every third party choice is a legacy video game character. Mm-hmm. Um, Except for Joker those lines. and Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kamek would be Kamek has ample room to be included just based on his pedigree. Um, similar to Ridley or King K. Rule or Banjo. Um, meanwhile, Ashley is a more recent favorite, but she's one that people are very vocal for, kind of like how uh, we may eventually get Bandana D for the same reasons. Kind of like how we did get King K. Rule or I, I mean, Ridley, actually, for the same reasons. You're saying Ashley is new, but she's been around for 16 years. Yeah, just, just comparatively, truly, but that is also true. Oh boy. The, the more I look back on that, it's just the more I realize that we're just getting older. Um, <laughs> that's true. She has granted kids to hell. <laughs> actually, his voice that's actress true. is actually the that's same voice actress for Futaba from Persona 5. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I just found out. <laughs> what, was it? what was it you found out, sorry? Uh, Ashley's voice actress is actually the same person that does uh, Futaba for Persona 5. Oh, uh, Erica Lindbeck. Yes. Or Lindbeck. Or Erica Lindbeck, yeah. And I believe she also does Black Cat in the PS4 version of Spider-Man. Nice, and so oh, is she related? No. Yeah, is cool. she related to Lindbeck from no. Phantom Hourglass? Okay, I hope so. well, maybe we'll cover him in Smashtopia one day. I know, right? Um... I think that we, I don't know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we've dished out enough on both characters, their histories, and their potential to maybe come to a conclusion. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? I don't really feel like I have much more to say on the two of them. Yeah, and and you as well, Kelly. Um, Yeah, I feel like we've, they're both really (laughs) solid picks. They're both, they both, they both seem pretty viable. Um, Mm-hmm. I think Ashley even uh, she got her own like exclusive game in gold. It's like she's in like this pumpkin patch, and she's trying to like attack these things coming at her by turning them into pumpkins and kicking them away. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very Halloweeny. Very Halloweeny. She apparently um, also appears in Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix. Oh, that's I right. did not know that. Cool. Um, Kamek, to his credit, I know that he's the king of. Uh, eating pumpkins at the pumpkin eating contest in Yoshi's Island every year. Hey, hey. He also has a pumpkin Beyblade, which it doesn't really serve him well, but what can you do? Um, okay. Um, if we're getting down to our votes, I'm just wondering how we should dither these out. Should we, Lister, you and I vote first, and then if there's a tie, maybe Kelly can be the tiebreaker? Well, or should we let should Kelly go as, first? Is there anybody that feels particularly strongly one way or the other about either of these two characters that wants to get their vote out first? Or maybe we can go three, two, one. Mm. That's chaotic, and then we don't get yes, the explanations that we usually do. <laughs> okay, um, I guess I can I can express I can express what I feel. Um, this. And I'll and I'll keep it short. Uh, despite Kamek's pedigree, I'm leaning Ashley here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you. Can... 
You, sir? As, as for me, I mean, I kind of feel... But both these characters, to me, are on a fairly level playing field. Like, I would love to have either or or both of these characters in Smash someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, first of all, I mean, come on. Smash needs more spellcasters, first of all. There's very few dedicated mages in, that are playable in Smash. Even Robin, who is mainly a mage, still uses a sword for a lot of his more normal attacks. Whereas neither Ashley or Kamek would be doing that. They'd be using <clears throat> magic or hitting somebody with at least their rod or scepter. That's still different mm-hmm. than anybody else that tries to call themselves a mage. Zelda, I guess, is probably our most dedicated magic character. But even she turned she into Sheik at one time around. I would not say that she sucks. No. But as, as for which character I would prefer... I, I think a lot of it... speaking, that's all. What? Go, go away. Go away. Azurda would not want me to. I don't care. <laughs> uh, as, as for which character I would prefer, a lot of it comes down to just the character <clears throat> that I know more of. And while the only warrior... Granted, I haven't played very many games of either series. I played the first Yoshi's Land. I played a little bit of Woolly World. And then for WarioWare, I played through uh, the original one and then uh, Twisted and Smooth Moves. That's pretty much all my WarioWare experience. And really the only mini games I remember out of that are uh, Smooth Moves had one where you had to hold your remote up above your head and act like it's an elephant's trunk. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Twisted had one where you were shooting fingers into a giant nose. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's all I remember. I don't remember any of the mm-hmm. micro games. <clears throat> but if I have to pick just one of these characters to get in Smash, I'm probably just going to go with Kamek. Like I, I want Yoshi to get more reps, and Wario has more options than just Ashley, whereas Yoshi doesn't. Baby Mario. I mean, that's a dream too, but that's not in this episode. <laughs> okay, I guess it comes down to Kelly, Mister oh, Tiebreaker. Oh boy. Yes, sir. How do you um, feel? The thing is, it's like that they both have substantial, like sub, like sub, substantial stuff, substance. Wow substantial presence already in smash like we've seen kamek both as an enemy in smash run with their mobility mm-hmm. as well as this uh, uh element of the stage i think the new super mario bros U with the stage transitions yep mm-hmm. but we've seen how kamek <clears throat> operates and then we've also seen uh how ashley operates as an assist trophy um this is just my personal bias but i'm leading ashley as well i think that just because i think it's hard to say like if nintendo perceives Kamek as another Mario enemy in a sea of Mario enemies. If they do that, or if they go with the Yoshi thing, that's that's kind of a toss-up. But um, with Ashley, she's kind of like a fan favorite. She's viable for assist trophy promotion. Um, she kind of stands out with the, from the rest of her cast in WarioWare. So it's really hard to say. They both have great potential. Um, but I just think that like Ashley being much like probably just being more unique and like in her just being selected from her cast of characters versus Kamek and his and being less personally attached to Mario mm-hmm. but I will I will say however when I first played Mario World Kamek gave me put me through the ringer when I first got to I think it was Lemmy's castle I could not get mm-hmm. past those guys they were like oh my god these guys are shooting spells at me they're teleporting so not to say not to say anything against like Kamek's uh, potential that, that is a really tough one, jeez. <laughs> we, we, we like yeah, to but, pick some. But you would have your revenge. You would have your revenge on Kamek though if you didn't choose him. 
Like Fair your enough. revenge against Duck Hunt Dog in Smash 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what is, what's your final vote, Kelly? I'm going to stay Ashley. Okay. All right. Okay. So this Master Dash has been decided. Ashley, welcome to Smash Brothers. Kamek, I mean, there's other characters in the garbage bin. I guess you can go join them. Um, or you can go to Lister's house and be his new roomie. Well, it's a better option than Shadow the fucking Hedgehog. Maybe you can become <laughs> playable in Mario Party one of these days. Oh, please. Yeah. Really? That's first on the list. Kimmich, there were screenshots of Kimmich being in uh, Mario Kart 64, and there was data found of an emblem for Kimmich in Mario Kart 8. What the hell? I think I remember seeing that, yeah. I want a racing Kimmich. <laughs> you could do tricks and be like, I'm going to cast a spell every time I go off a ramp. That'd be pretty neat. Yes. Or give yep. me a new item that's uh, Kimmich firing off a spell. Transform oh, somebody's man. cart into a much a worse cart that they're stuck in for a short time. You know, if Kamek could cast that sort of spell on me, I guess that I would be his. That makes no sense. It's just a bunch of hocus pocus. Your hocus pocus. Yep. Speaking of hoes, focus pocus rather. Um, we have another match to conjure up. Yes, we do. The uh, who the our flagship show, event. you might say of tonight's episode. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And that is a highlight on Fire Emblem Three Houses, Three House Leaders, Edelgard, Dimitri, and Quad. Because... Uh, very timely, as before mentioned. Yes. And why, why are we discussing these three characters and no one else? Because he wants to play as Byleth, right? <laughs> oh. Wait. Fuck. I forgot. We've memed it into existence. <sighs> it's real. Oh man, the, Kelly the was partially is, raising his hand before Byleth's reveal. The, anyway, the the funny thing is, when we were initially wanting to do this episode before Byleth got the reveal, we're just like, all right, so we're gonna have a segment where we trash the idea of Byleth being playable before we talk to him about the main characters. And what oh, fucking wow. happens? God damn it! <laughs> but at least we can all agree that nobody, nobody wants Raya. Agreed. <laughs> I want gatekeeper. Personally, if um if you if it is it fair to say like you're in Smash if, even if you're just like part of the background because you're technically there like you have presence there. I would agree with that. I mean yeah you're you're, yeah. you're, you're if you're part of the Smash Brothers universe, <clears throat> like right. any any character or game series that has even the smallest representation, even something like uh, uh what, what's a uh, style savvy having two music tracks. Style savvy is in Smash. It mm -hmm. is. It may not have a huge presence, but it's there. It's also got a spirit. It counts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, so God, he, that means Lawrence is in Smash. Oh, I take it back. <laughs> Fuck Lawrence. Oh, <laughs> that hair. No. Oh, man. I, mean, I would have rather had... Easy to model. I mean, you're not wrong. True. I would have rather had Chucky in there, personally. Hmm. Chucky Finster. Just standing there next to Claude. I mean, Claude would probably be like Chucky. Yeah, well, speaking of characters that. who have red hair, even though this character doesn't have red hair, they are associated with the color of red. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's time to uh, start <clears throat> going into our three options for the three <clears throat> house leaders of Fire Emblem. Three houses for this Smasher Dash. So, True. Jono, why don't you go ahead and lead things off talking about the uh, Emperor of the Adrestian Empire? Uh, isn't that Ionius? 
Alright, spoiler alert, we're going into Fire Emblem Three Houses discussion. You've been warned. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, so, yes, speaking of the color red, even though this is the Black Eagles that we're talking about. Yeah, that makes um, sense to me. <laughs> no. Of course, that doesn't um, Mm-hmm. Um, Edelgard von Hressfeld, otherwise known as Badelgard von Hressfeld in certain circles, Truth. is the leader of the Black Eagle's House and Fire Emblem Three Houses and the princess and the princess of the Adrestian Empire at the start of the game during the uh, student-teacher portion of events. Uh, she uses an axe as her main weapon and may particularly be known for using uh, the relic known as Amir. Uh, at the start of the game, she's the future empress of the Adrestian Empire, and later on, post-time skip, she becomes the empress of the Adrestian Empire, and is at the forefront of a rebellion against the Church of Seros and its leader, um, universally lauded protagonist, Rhea. She is a very popular character, and had a lot of love come out for her during her initial reveal at E3 a few years ago. But she's also become a divisive character in Three Houses, to say the least, uh, for actions that lead front and center in each of the four routes. Um, in the Black Eagle's House route, she is the protagonist. But in certain other routes, she may not quite be just that. And I can go more spoiler if you want me to, but if that's a good intro, then there you go. I think we'll right. get into it as we discuss the characters some more. Okay, okay. And um, Dimitri, then. So, I, I this next. before I move on to Dimitri, I do have to say, it's Emperor, not Empress. She, True. She is Emperor Edelgard. E Empress True. is a title of less power than Emperor. So regardless of gender, she is still the Emperor. But Dimitri, however, is the... Uh, Soon, well, he, he's currently the prince of the Holy Kingdom of Fargus, Dimitri Alexander Bladed, who by the time we get to the uh, time skip of the game, will be the king of the country. Depending on your route, because sometimes, you know, that country may not be doing so <clears throat> well. But Dimitri, uh, compared to uh, Edelgard, who's more of an axe user, he's going to be using a lance. So finally, you know, we have some characters that aren't just wielding swords. We, we got a little bit of originality here. Thank you. We haven't seen that since uh, Hector... And Lynn. Oh, wait. Lynn also used a sword and so did Elliot. Well, we haven't seen that since Hector. Thanks, Fire Emblem. Thanks. Well, Byleth uses an axe, a lance, and a bow, and a sword. And Byleth can use anything, so that doesn't count. <laughs> if, you, if you're a jack-of-all-trades, then you're a master of none. <laughs> I guess all those weapons are weighing him down in Smash Bros. Have you seen how fast he runs in the, in, around the monastery, like at Mach 5? causing the game to yeah. lag yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh D Dimitri he's going to be the leader of the Blue Lion's house while during his time at the Erdmach Monastery uh, which is primarily filled with students well it's really just filled with students that are all called the Holy Kingdom of Fargus their home that said they don't have to be in the house if they don't want to you can recruit characters for the houses or recruit to that house depending on which route in the game you are playing uh Dimitri mm -hmm. is very much a uh how, how, he's a tortured character, I would say, in a way. He's also extremely popular. His history is, yeah, so my dad's mm -hmm. dead. Uh, he died in mm -hmm. war, and it hurts. There was a whole uh, rebellion. Well, not really rebellion, but like there was a uh, the tragedy of Dusker, 
where our allies betrayed us, a killed my father, and I was there, and I'm pretty sure he saw it. It's a, you know, it's a traumatic it moment. It's going to screw with you, even when you can put on the best face possible. You're going to have that broiling hatred underneath, and that's, that doesn't go away so easily. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, during the Blue Lions route, he is the protagonist of the game, alongside Byleth, uh, and he features in the other routes as well, thus to a minor degree, in, um, the, during the Crimson Flower arc, he's taking on a more antagonist, antagonistic role, uh, which isn't necessarily present in the others, but he, he's really supposed to be like the standard, hey, uh, I have this holy kingdom here, I'm going to be the good guy. I'm not going to let all this stuff happen. Oh, it's happening. I got to go for it. But he's also, much mm-hmm. like Hedegaard, a very popular character. And in the polls that I've been uh, seeing for people saying, like, who's your favorite character in Three Houses, he pretty much tops the list for the male reps. Easily. Hedegaard yeah, has some competition with the ladies, but Dimitri blows all the other guys out of the water. It's not even close. Even Aloise, I suppose. Aloise, I don't believe, ranks too well. I'd have to check again, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he uh, doesn't do so hot. I don't think the Japanese are very very much fans of Aloise. <laughs> well, that leaves Claude, and would you like to take that away for us, Kelly? Oh, sure. Um, Sweet. Yeah, I was going to say, though, like, he gets up there, or, or Dimitri, he gets up on lists with, like, Kirby, and, like, that's pretty huge. Yeah. It's just surprising to me. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so for, um, so for Claude... This, but he's um, so he's um, the Duke of the Leicester Alliance, mm-hmm. which is kind of like this territory that's kind of on its own, kind of kind of like like Switzerland, kind of neutral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they make up all these all these other like uh, noble families, and I think after the time skip, they start kind of becoming divided. It's like, oh, should we support the emperor if you're going um, uh, like the Crimson Flower route? Should we support the emperor mm-hmm. or should we kind of div- like? separate split away from the emperor not support them so he's trying to kind of keep everybody held together and he's very he's called the master tactician he's very big on scheming mm-hmm. and um i'm trying to remember what his uh his unit is like when he gets um he gets like a he gets he's like a flying he uses he's a wyvern lord he's a wyvern mm-hmm. lord i think it's called like the Bar- barbosa or something yeah Bar- barbosa is his in-game class right okay Ah, so Hector is in Three Houses in a certain sense. Is this he? is not Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> this, this is, is not, not Parlay. This is not Hector Barbosa. Now I'm just imagining <laughs> Jeffrey Rush giving Claude a piggyback ride. Jeffrey like, Rush oh, I would voicing love that. Claude. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. You've been kicked out of voicing Claude. Get a new job. Yep. The... <laughs> hey, Teach. What's our next move, Teach? <laughs> the uh the most uh an interesting thing about Claude is that I kind of view him as like an entry level lord and I don't I don't mean in terms of character quality because I think he's a really fun character. Uh what I mean by that is he seems most apt to be people's first choice at least per one playing fire emblem three houses that is. Um like he's the, per, the most the most stable emotionally. That and uh in regards to just when you boot up the game and you have to choose your house, it seems like at least among our friend group, like you, Kelly, chose mm-hmm. the Golden Deer, 
and Jake chose the golden deer, Krista chose the golden deer, Britt chose the golden deer, Adels chose the golden deer. So there's a lot of a lot of golden deer amongst our ranks. <laughs> it was it was all the memes that made by like Joe Joe Ziga or Ziga the uh, voice actor for Claude. It was absolutely mm-hmm. the memes. All the memes, all the fear the deer memes. Oh yeah, and what's also funny is when Dimitri first came about, I looked we just looking at Edelgarden Claude, and then Dimitri. From the onset of Three Houses, I was like, Dimitri looks stupid. I'm not gonna choose him. And then I was like, oh, he's a great character. Whoops. <laughs> Dimitri, looks like, like this. D- Dimitri yeah. looks like, you know, that generic poster boy for, like, the, uh, the Catholic private schools. It's like, look at me in, like, my prim and proper outfit. I've got the blonde hair slicked a certain way. I, I yeah. am the preppy guy at the Catholic private school, and I rule the school. Mm-hmm. Like, that's Dimitri yeah. to me. Yeah, he, Claude, he Claude is the guy a... who never wears his uniform correctly, and he does not give mm-hmm. a single shit. <laughs> and Edelgard is just the atheist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a very apt description. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh boy, but all, all very, very nicely written and personable lords. Some of my favorites in throughout the history of the entire franchise i would say so we are in stiff competition with this round indeed mm-hmm. let alone that they all use and identify with weapons that are not well represented in smash i mean i, w- I would say that bows are fairly <clears throat> well represented in smash with you know the, the links the pits uh, i think there's some yeah, but... like a bow like weapon i'm not counting violence in this but nobody mm-hmm. is like completely dedicated to that bow, especially like, no Fire Emblem characters even have one of their Smash moves yet, and nobody mm-hmm. uses an axe except for you know mm-hmm. the the Belmonts have some throwing axes, and nobody uses a lance mm-hmm. either. So these are all three of these characters. If we were to get one, nobody else is fighting like them at the moment. The, there might be like Fun some fact. stylistic dif- uh, similarities between some characters, but nobody mm-hmm. necessarily has their style. Yeah. You know, a fun fact about characters with a throwing axe, just really quickly, what? is I have the Richter amiibo, and Lister doesn't. Oh, nice. Just not yet. Okay. Yeah, that's a Richter nice amiibo. isn't the one I the dark, wanted. I the dark, dark Samus. The Dark Samus one is gorgeous as well. If we were on camera, I would show it to you. Oh, yeah. The Lovely close-up. Good. Oh, it's it's very good. Um. Anywho. What was that, Kelly? Sorry to interrupt. Oh no! I was just joking. I was gonna say, doesn't the villager? That's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. He has a he has a woodcutter's axe though, not necessarily one that's for combat. He makes it work. He does. <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah, he does. So doesn't all... Dark Samus have an axe? No. Oh. Okay. Phase on axe. That would be kind of badass. Not gonna lie. Anyway. So all three of these characters here, they all have uh, their unique weapons, and they could fight in a unique way. They're all very important to the story of Three Houses. Well, two of them are very important to the story of Three Houses. And, but they all three have their popularity amongst fans. Uh, I, I found a, uh, a poll that was ran by Famitsu, and then uh, the, re- the results were revealed in their October 2019 edition. 
I'm looking at the male characters here. I don't really know if people got to like look for one male, one female in the pool. I think you only got to save one character. But Dimitri had topped the whole list with uh, 1,335 votes. And Claude was only at number two for the guys at 1,249. So about a 100 vote difference. Wow. But then for the females, Edelgard wow. only ranked fourth at 916 votes. But even then, uh, the characters that are above her, Bernadetta, Lysithia, and Hilda, uh, the range between all four of them is about 170, which is pretty oh. close. Are you saying Hilda mm -hmm. got first place? No, Hilda got third. Bernadetta was oh. number one. Oh, cause I, oh okay, because I thought I heard something about Dorothea being overtaking Edelgard's spot as number one or something. Or maybe that was a different source. Did different polls. Like, in this poll, Dorothea only hit rank 12. Boo. Yeah, with only 418 <laughs> votes, which is not a lot. That's why, like, with these kind of the polls, I tend to personally prefer uh, ranked voting. It's like, okay, give me your top five, and, like, your number one gets five points, your number two gets four. Oh, Things yeah, like that. I, I tend to think that works better, but I don't know how this poll is ran. I have seen, uh, I don't have the exact data on it, but I've seen people post in the Fire Emblem Reddit that uh, in polls that they've been tracking like month to month, Edelgard has been uh, increasing in popularity with each successive poll. I think a large part oh, of that gosh. is um, when the first when the game first released, and people are just <clears> like, <throat> "Oh my God, Edelgard is evil! Hate, hate, hate!" Because they're playing routes that uh, aren't Crimson Flowers, so they're not seeing why she is how she is. So they just by default hate her. But then people are playing through more of the game, they're playing more of the routes, she's like, oh wow, there's it's a lot more to her than just, I want to kill the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they're starting to see that there is more to this character. Right. Um, not to not to discount Claude in the least either, just because he's a little bit below the two of, the two of them and the, the surge of popularity. Because again, I think that there was, at the onset, a very um, good amount of fans who were very warm towards Claude and preferred him. So there's this push and pull between the three lords to take into account over the course of time. Right. Uh, so so mostly um, interesting statistics. I think what's what's going to really break it down is uh, besides personal bias, of course, um, just where can these characters take us in terms of because they're all great characters or can they take us in terms of how they would be translated into a move set for smash brothers um and maybe that would be how we can hash this out um you know assuming that there's a broad number of skills available to characters in uh recent fire emblem games especially uh edelgard i think is especially susceptible to something along the lines of, gosh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Was it Luna? I'm not sure, but I know like Raging Storm as her uh, one oh, of her like relative attacks. Yeah, combat arts. There's a, there's a number of combat arts to take into account. You can also take into account. I'm surprised they didn't do this for Byleth because Kelly's Byleth did with the. Uh, gosh, I'm blanking on the name off the top of my head. This is uh, good times. The final Ruptured smash. Heaven? Ruptured oh, Heaven, but you also... Sublime Heaven? A battalion. You oh, also included. Yeah, a gambit. Right. So there's something along those lines as well. Um, what I'm thinking about from the forefront is there's probably a lot that you can do with a, an axe or a lance. Mm -hmm. What I'm wondering is um, 
potentially to the detriment of quad is how much can you do with a bow as your primary weapon? Uh, I've, That's... I've, done, I've done a little bit of thinking on that. Uh, I, yep. I feel like you know, obviously he's going to have there's going to be a special where he shoots the bow off. That that pretty much has to be the for him. It just makes sense it's his primary weapon. But <clears> considering, <throat> I think what you can truly really do with Claude is not just look at the bow, but uh, all all the characters can also learn a little bit of magic, depending on how well you take them through the reason or faith routes in the game. So you could pull a Sagitae or Cutting Gale for uh, Claude to use for magic, give him a wind spell because he's got that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, or you could even lean hard into his more uh, tactician label the the trickster that is claude and maybe he can mm -hmm. set traps on the field i like this he, mm -hmm. he could set like a small bear trap on the ground it's like oh you run over it you're stuck in a fucking bear trap now you just got tricked by claude <laughs> that, that'd mm -hmm. be a real good way to lean into his personality instead of just looking at his actual combat expertise we don't know that he can set traps we don't know he's skilled in them but we don't know he's not true true and then uh would his wyvern be involved at all? Do you think? Uh, I feel like I feel like that's a Final Smash type thing. <clears throat> yeah, Final Smash uh, cinematic. I would concur. Like I, I've seen people suggest, uh, oh, you know, get a character like Camilla or something who can always fight on their wyvern, or they summon it for their up special and they ride up on it. But I, I try to envision how that would look, and I just can't get a good picture of it. It just doesn't work in my mind. Oh, I had a. Speaking of cinematic Final Smashes, uh, I just randomly thought of one for Dimitri based on something we were talking about earlier. Got a good idea? Why? Yeah. Why, why doesn't uh, he use a gambit? And as uh, whatever the, the his knights are charging, he's shouting, kill every last one of them. This there is Dimitri? Dimitri? This is Dimitri. Yeah. No. Okay. No, Claude. <laughs> Claude just like out of character like trying to mimic uh, the other people yeah that'd be funny <laughs> no Dimitri um... pull out all the stops <sighs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah but yeah I could see it's, that definitely uh... that would make a good a good uh, a good liner for the uh, the cinematic right right and then uh, to that end as well Dimitri, Claude, Edelgard. So we talked. We talked a little bit about how each could potentially use magic. But before we before I dive into that more, actually, um, if we're presuming a world where Byleth is present, which is the world we're in, yes, uh, one way or another, uh, with Sakurai's inferior to Kelly's move set. <laughs> well, that's which debatable. He does a lot. He debatable. knows a lot more about game design than I. That's true, but uh, let's. Leave it to the leave it to the listeners. They can check out Kelly's sure, sure. Uh, Byleth and offer their opinion on it, and we'll top toss the link in the description. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so with Byleth present, which uh, which of these characters would stand best against them uh, to to differentiate themselves more on the Smash roster? That's also more down to moveset, I believe. But at the same time, Byleth, of course uses each of these three lords' primary relics in the game. So are we approaching this from a standpoint of they don't necessarily need to use just their relics as their as their weapon? I mean, I don't think they need the relics at all. 
yeah, mean, yeah, if you're these, approaching these this are, from these, a... If, if you're doing this where taking their designs as how they look uh, pre-time skip, it doesn't make sense <laughs> to see them with their relics. Could you do them yeah. with their time skip outfits? Sure, but let's imagine... But some of them, the outfits are a little bit big, let's say. And it's kind of hard <laughs> to imagine with Dimitri's huge cloak or uh, Edelgard's massive armored dress seeing them run mm -hmm. around. Cla Claude's time skip outfit is no issue at all. But I don't see why the characters can't just use their regular iron or steel weapons. And if they want to mm -hmm. have the relic appear in the Thon Smash, why not? But as far as like their main fighting style, I would just give them the regular weapons. They don't True. have to have the relics. And, and also, let's be real here, For the, to a large degree, the heroes of relics in Three Houses are butt-ass ugly. <laughs> they, they, they suck to look at. I didn't think that Amir was quite axe-looking, to be honest. It's really not. It looks more like a strange stave, if anything. H Hilda's axe looks more like an axe. That's true. That's true. Oh, Frygon um, or whatever? Yeah. Frygon mm -hmm. or however the hell you say these weapons. Da, 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 da. Like that one, da, okay, da, da, you know, da, it's still da, da, da. a little odd, but I can see more the axe from it. Amir is just weird. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I'm weird. And uh, uh, Dimitri's uh, Arid Bar, that's not a lance. That's mm -hmm. a rounded stick. <laughs> At least Claude's looks okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean if we if we are approaching this from their student outfits primarily, which is also by far, I think, with the exception of Dimitri, the most iconic design for each character. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, then there wouldn't really be much of an issue. I mean, we can still incorporate the relics if there is room for it, but there's also, these are students being trained. They have a wide breadth of options, weapon, weapons-wise, to use as well. And so we can just have the standard Axe be Edelgard's, a standard Lance be Dimitri's, a standard Bow be Claude's, and it would be fine. Yep. Um, yeah, and I don't think anyone would complain about that. Maybe like one person. Well... But, their but their complaint would probably be, Oh no, another Fire Emblem character. <laughs> there will always be somebody that complains. Always. You're, you're never going to get away from that. It's the internet. Very true. Um, there could literally be world peace and someone would complain about it. Yes, they would. <laughs> um, Edelgard, I would like to... I mean, she's, she's who I've uh, played through the entire route of so far. I'm getting through Dimitri's. But, um, speaking on the level of spoilers that I know each of you have already I literally know known everything. based on your runs. I know you do. Uh, speaking more to, more so to Kelly, but but um nonetheless um given her pedigree as uh with her with her crest, with her back with her potential for magic capabilities, with her background as the flame emperor. Whoa. Did someone not know that? No, I think you all knew that. Um, <laughs> there's, there's quite a bit that we can, we can draw from for her, for her attacks. It's been a little while since I played Crimson Flower, so I'm, haven't, I did not brush up pre-podcast like a, like the fool that I am on her combat arts, but there's always combat arts. Um, like I remember her, uh, 
one that is really just her striking multiple times with an axe is like a fairly standard but iconic move that could probably be a standard or a side special. I think I think that's Raging Storm. Uh, anyone uh, has Raging Storm, yes. Yeah. And then uh, something even akin to uh, Byleth's down special could be her axe move. It could be a counter for God Forsaken somehow. Why? Um, you could have dark magic available uh, because I think that's Edelgard's affinity. So you'd be mostly training in those down that purview um, mo most easily anyway. So you can use something like Luna or Hades or even uh, Nosferatu if you wanted to do a bit of double dipping, which it's a functional move, but you don't necessarily need to. I'm just laying out options. But like, but uh, she, yeah, obviously she has those spells. Like She's got some dark magic, she's got a little bit of faith magic, and she's got some fire spells. Right, right. So you can, oh, and so in that case, you can use something along the lines of uh, a stacking fire move, like something that becomes Inferno or something along those lines as well. Um, she could teleport as simple as that is because of the Flame Emperor background. Yeah. Um, and I have a very interesting idea for a final smash that isn't necessarily just a gambit or a combat art, but I don't know if I should save it for a little later or if I should dish it out now. So I'm just going to opt for the former and see if you guys have anything else for her or any other character that you want to yeah, sure. go into. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The floor is yours, Kelly. So say again, sorry? Oh, I said the floor is yours, Kelly. I thought you were, you were going to say something. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. I was just up with the, um, you had the final smash idea. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, so you want to you want to hear it now? Yes. Oh, it's up to you. <laughs> okay. Sure. Okay. Well, um, as as you know, and this could apply to Dimitri as well. Um, I'm not sure if it would apply to Claude because I I would imagine not. Um, but Edelgard and Dimitri both, depending on the route that you're taking and and given certain things, um, in a last ditch effort to save their cause. Um, take on the form of a demonic beast. And you have to fight oh, them. Oh. So what if Edelgard or Dimitri transform into this demonic beast and enter a cinematic or or not necessarily even a cinematic, but attack the stage and opponents in this form? That is another route you can take. Hmm... Mm. I, I kind of feel like that wouldn't. Um, there'd be a bit of a departure from the story of the characters and how they function. Like anybody that turns into a demonic beast in three houses, ends up dead. Like they don't get to also come back. Too. Mm hmm. Um. Maybe it could be. Something I don't know. I mean. That, uh... Oh, sorry. Oh no! I was just going to mention that through Super Smash Brothers Four, um, we had something that broke canon, like Ganondorf having. Uh, that big gash in his chest um, showing that Link had stabbed him and killed him in Twilight Princess and he's somehow come back to life for Smash. I mean, Ganondorf always comes back. Not so far on the Twilight Princess route. So that was breaking off canon. <laughs> that's that's true, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, what were you going to say, Kelly? Sorry. Um, I was thinking, like, your idea... If 
but maybe instead of having because I know Sakurai is a stickler for character mm-hmm. so maybe, maybe instead of having um, Edelgard or whoever, or whoever transforming into a demonic beast maybe they summon a, a gambit to attack the demonic beast and the character the their opponent is kind of like get, gets caught up on it that could be true uh, and then of course there's also the standard gambit you can you can have it be more straightforward where they just have a bevy of options available to them from the uh uh mercenary stall um for gambits as well so um there's there's gambits that heal you there's gambits that attack and stun opponents there's gambits like um, the one with uh the the fireball thing oh yeah the so mm-hmm. Th- that could possibly be edelgard's given the the whole fire association actually oh yeah I mean, Edelgard's mm-hmm. got fire and darkness magic. Dimitri really just has lightning, and then Claude's the one that has wind. Right, right. So, um, we've we've talked a fair bit about Edelgard and Claude, nonetheless. Um, Dimitri's kind of kind of in the middle. What are we What are we thinking about for his potential? I, I think that from the fourth, from an obvious point of view, any character who has a lance, you automatically have the toss like a javelin potential for yeah. standard or side yeah. special and just Definitely long range in general long range in general yeah because that's that's something that dimitri represents that edelgard and quad do not is long ranged uh melee based combat so not necessarily projectile based like quad would be we and because a spear is developed in the way that it is and we don't have any uh spear or lance users in smash yet other than one move here or one move there from Byleth or, or another, um, Dimitri would be capable of introducing an entirely new kind of keep-away, mid-to-long-distance melee playstyle yeah. that would be, in it, in and of itself, an innovation. Because even though the Lance has been around for thousands of years, it isn't in Smash and hasn't been for six centuries. Which is really weird. Yeah. And that's why so many people have... And then... There's not really like a big surplus of Lancers in Nintendo history. So I think that's kind of part of why people have been pooling behind Bandanity in the Smash Brothers community paired with just the, you know, mistreatment of Fire Emblem. I'm not going to say in terms of roster size like everyone else. I think that's playing 2D chess. 4D chess is the count would be fine if the characters were different, both in terms of the actual characters and the playstyle. And Dimitri would not necessarily be a as much of a controversial choice because he would play very differently. So there is that okay. to consider. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> hmm. But that's not to say, because again, Edelgard and Claude also bring forth weapons that are that are unique to Smash for the most part as well. I mean, let's just said earlier, you have characters like Pit who are bow users. But Claude, with the with the use of a more traditional bow, would be using it in a separate way to Pit, and probably use it in more moves than Pit. Yeah, it's his um, only weapon, as opposed to just one of many tools. Right, Edelgard, to her benefit, also has a very obvious side special. Would be like a hand axe. There's always that too. Mm. Um, and I think that she or has a, an advantage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the bolt axe. Whew. That's a good one, too. Um, she has the... She also has the benefit of having 
an extra one up on Dimitri and Claude in terms of the magic that she has built an affinity with, with uh, with both dark and fire being closely associated with her, and then a uh, little bit of little bit of light with Faith as well. Um, probably in Smash we would see mostly darkness and then fire. I would assume as her as her top tier magic uses. I agree. Mm -hmm. um, mostly because light, while it can be used, um, I don't feel fits her character quite as well as the other. Oh, yeah. So another uh, idea I had for um, for Dimitri, maybe he could have like a sort of a command grab where he he kind of stabs out towards the opponent, kind of catches them and then flips them over over his head onto the other side and they kind of bounce off the floor away from him. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I, I really fun. like that. Very, mm -hmm. uh, very brutal, which fits Dimitri's character in the second half of the game. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a big thing to capitalize on the br the brutality, almost like a Ridley esque sort of. All his motions are very like he's not finesse like Marth, and even mm -hmm. Ike, Ike to an extent is not like hammering it in. He's kind of like controlled power, but like Dimitri, very visceral almost. He's vicious. Vicious mm -hmm. is a good word. As, yeah, uh, as I, Felix I would say, he's the Boar Prince. Once you get him into uh, onto the battlefield and the mindset of killing, he gonna kill. It's all over. Get away from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a very good move idea. And and per um, the the magic affinities too. What are you what are you thinking about having something uh, Roy esque or necessarily like Edelgard would have the darkness of fire affinity? So in some of her standards, she could potentially dish out darkness or fire effects to opponents. Dimitri could dish out lightning-based um, effects, potentially quad wind-based effects, um, potentially, just mm -hmm. potentially. So so Dimitri's got sort of main um, magic ability? Yeah, D Dimitri only learns two reason spells, Thunder at skill D and then <clears throat> Thoron at C. And it, for Faith, he only has heal, Nosferatu, recover, and aura. Okay. I can see Dimitri as someone who would use something like Aura offensively at the very It could be an interesting move for him, just to give him something kind of different. Right. And then uh, then Claude with one base magic as well. Um, I, I assume he has access to something like Tempest, which would be enough to differentiate it from, from Robin's Excalibur. Uh, just Wind, Sagite, Cutting Gale, and Excalibur. But okay, well, uh, you could do Cutting Gale. And he could do Sagate, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so there's that. And then, uh... So, cool. They're still pretty much on an even playing field. And <laughs> they're, they're, they're relatively all good choices. That's why a mm -hmm. lot of it for me is uh, less of what they can do because they can all be very unique. Two, two mm -hmm. of which I think are, can be a little bit more potential than the other, just because it's hard to do a whole bunch of different tricks with a bow, unless, again, you go into uh, how Clyde can potentially lay traps onto the field, which is mm -hmm. a really unique idea that we haven't really seen. But mm -hmm. um, that's why a large part of it for me is, like, their presence in the game of Three Houses. Who Who is, like, like, each character is the main lord of their own route, so no matter what, if you pick a character, fans of the other two routes are going to be a little disappointed. But they all still have some kind of uh, presence in all three routes. All three characters do appear in all of the routes of the game in some form or yeah. another. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Indeed. 
So if it if it comes down to uh, story prominence or or characterization, I guess that it's more so open to almost a biased interpretation. So this could be a divisive final choice. Absolutely. Um, and we encourage any and all of you listening to come at us with your choices as well, because however this goes, you can feel free to disagree. Or you can feel free to agree, and whether you agree or disagree, you can also hit the like button and subscribe to us on YouTube and Facebook and Spotify. Unless you pick Violet, in which case, get out. Okay, Kelly. Good good knowing you. you can, no. <laughs> um, my time to go. Yeah, okay. yeah light's out for you. Just... <laughs> too late. It's too late. It's too... Kill every last one of them. I was making it as a joke. It didn't mean for this to happen. Kill every last (laughs) Byleth fan. (laughs) Well, it sounds like it's it's been fun kind of spitballing moveset ideas and and reminiscing over these three really good lords. It speaks Um, to the design quality of the the, the character designers for sure. Oh, yes. Certainly. And three houses, it's funny. When three houses and sword and shield were both revealed around the same time, um, the initial fan reaction, and for myself as well, I was like, "Oh, I don't know how this school-based fire emblem is going to turn out. We're just going to have to keep tabs on it." Especially after Fates was a little bit of a of a dud for many fans. True. And then sword and shield was like, "Finally, we're getting it on a home console." And then how the turns Turn have tables. tabled now. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. 100% exactly. Agree. That is irony at its purest form, my gosh. Yeah, like Three Houses is easily, easily in my top, top two Fire Emblem games ever. It was, uh, Um, I believe, in my top five games of the decade. Mine as well. Um, It's a phenomenally designed game with phenomenal characters. Um, And Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude lead the charge for each of the titular Three Houses. So after Lister's done looking up what he's looking up, I guess perhaps we can consider uh, making our choices. Right. Righto, mm-hmm. righto, righto. Well, uh... Well... What are we looking here? For here? I'm just looking at my Games of the Decade list. Oh. I don't know why you were <laughs> expecting me to be... Getting something. Although I will say, I did look up, you know, the Zelda timeline, and you know how you said that there's nothing after Twilight Princess. Oh, what a shocker! You were wrong. Four Swords Adventures, bitch. And what? Well, who, he, who is he said about that Ganondorf. Game? Ganondorf. Oh wait, Ganon. Yeah. He's in the game. How is that? Interesting. Wait, it's a reincarnation, but it's still Ganondorf. No, he technically pain. died. And the original form is still dead. So that's up for debate. And the new Gandorf came back. Can we all agree at the very least that devising a timeline for Zelda was totally absurd? Yes. <laughs> anyway. Honestly, honestly I kind of like the timeline, but I feel like it could have been executed a bit better. Uh, it's, it's a I lot like... like kind of pick... Yeah. I, I can agree with that. I mean, it's fun as a fan to look through. But at the same time, it's like... Uh, it's kind of structured and and thought out. It's 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 only that it's clear that they've approached it its development kind of half heartedly. It's it's like 
the development of a of a soap opera storyline. It just feels like they've kind of carved out a square hole, and that they kind of like with all these new round pegs, so to speak, that they kind of have to keep trying. It's not always going to fit perfectly. Yeah, which is probably part of why Breath of the Wild are like, yeah, and here's this one so far in the future that who cares? <laughs> it's on its own. <laughs> yeah, um, but Legend of Zelda, that's for another time. I... Yeah, <laughs> but um, we we have to go for our decisions here, and I think that speaking of turning tables, maybe we should turn the tables on how we approach this devising who goes first on here. I think that perhaps since Kelly was our tiebreaker in the last round, that Kelly should go first now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Alrighty, sure. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> of course. Hmm. So being, it's hard because like, I played Golden Deer first, and Claude's mm -hmm. a, great, a great character in my opinion. Like, he's really cool. And I think like, yeah. while he would be great for Smash, because he'd have like that cool set up like the scheme set up like maybe you could have like a like a barrel of poison gas and then it explodes and poisons the opponent or maybe you could have like arrows that ricochet like a scatter shot move off services just to be very very sneaky i feel like we already have that to some degree with pac-man because he's all about the setups and the traps too so i think in general like like in a active way like and the um the popularity i would i would say edelgard Oh, most interesting. All right. Uh, Just, I haven't played yep. Blue Lions yet either, so I can't really say much for Dimitri yet, unfortunately. Oh, got it. Got it. And, uh, you know, one of Claude's other abilities that he could have could potentially be seducing the character, but not really, because that link is everything. I thought you were going to say ending racism. <laughs> There's that, too. There is that, too. He's going to put and... poison there tea time and then the, the final smash is that he gives them he invites them for tea time but surprise the tea was poison <laughs> that tea time would be a hilarious final smash and i think that claude would encapsulate that better than any of them now that i think oh about gosh. it if one of Byla's victory poses for ultimate isn't him drinking tea something is wrong agreed oh yeah we haven't seen his oh uh, yeah we haven't seen or their um, mm -hmm. victory screens yet it could darn well be a taunt as well. Um, I think that I went first in the, yeah, in the Kamek versus Ashley route since we're doing this in backwards order. Maybe Lister, what do you think? So, uh, the all three of these cards, like I agree with Kelly that Claude kind of like falls behind the pack here between the three of them. Like he he can still work, but he's a little bit more difficult to work, and he's a little bit less less interesting to me, both as a fighter and within Three Houses himself. He's not a bad character. I'm not saying that, mm -hmm. but when I look at Dimitri, when I look at Edelgard, when I look at Claude, I'm just like, one of you is a goober. <laughs> Let's be real. Claude's That's a nice goober. Word. It's kind of like but, looking at you, Kelly, and myself. Yeah, yeah, you're a goober. Thank you. You're not welcome. Three, three goobers. Well, well. <laughs> I'm a goofy goober, yeah. Maybe, maybe. But uh, Edelgard and Dimitri both, I think, would work very well in Smash. You've got uh, Edelgard, who would probably be more <clears throat> of a heavy hitter. She's got her axe. She's got fire magic. She's got some dark magic to her. Uh, and then you have Dimitri, who is going to be very fast with a long range. And he has a little bit of lightning magic and use, maybe a little bit of faith magic, magic as well. But he, he's going to be a lot more vicious in his attacks. Just 
going outright for the kills. Whereas the Edelgard, you know, she's she murders people, but she doesn't necessarily want to. Whereas to me, she's just like, oh, there's a body in front of me, and they're not up my army. I'm going to eviscerate that thing. But when I'm, when I'm looking <laughs> at them in terms of Smash, while I do like both options, there's one that I just, I personally want more. And I feel like not only will they fit very well in Smash, but they're also just more of a central character in Three Houses. Because you can, you can play their route, but then they also have a huge presence in the game for all other routes, really. And mm-hmm. I pretty much made it obvious who my choice is for anybody that knows Yeah, you want to do a countdown? Why would I Just, do a countdown to my own pick? That makes no sense. It's Edelgard. Because we could have three, two, one it and said the same thing at the same time. But you would have said Azurda. It would have been... pissed me off. <laughs> you could still do it, I though. I could have said Azurda. I preempted so. him on it. He can't do it now. Viral baits. Uh, you know what? I was actually not going to do that. I was just going to say that I chose Kawhi Edelgard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. But it does sound like we were all united on uh, Edelgard being our pick for as a uh, three houses rep alongside Byleth, or if some of us had our way instead of Byleth. <laughs> Ooh. Um, yep. I'm, who, um, hey, we're all thinking it. I'm just saying it. What was that, Kelly? Um, sorry, I'm just thinking. Um, you said, did you say the finals for Edelgard's final smash was that with the one with the gambit? I yeah. didn't say anything yeah. about uh, that. Oh, I just thought, like, what if she used utilized the um, uh, the Death Knight in some way? Um, that could be. That could like be. Maybe she summons uh, the Death Knight to lead a gambit, just for like. That would make sense. That makes sense. Yeah, that that works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the Death Knight and her collaboration is is prevalent in the in the student path in that first portion of the game as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is that. That would be that would be cool. That would be a good aesthetic. And and Sakura is not necessarily uh, spoiler averse anyway. I mean, Mecha Fiora's in Shulk's Final Smash, for instance. Uh, actually, to add on to that idea, um, whenever you have a character that's uh, an adjutant uh, in the game and you're using a gambit, that adjutant character is seen in the oh. gambit animation. Yes, that's right. Or not not mm-hmm. gambit. Yeah, I think it's gambit that were the use of battalions, or am I thinking of the combat arts? I think you're the gambits, you're right. Yeah, I, I didn't use them much, yeah. so I'm not sure. Yeah. But I know I it was so always funny Hubert. seeing those characters like run forwards with the armies. It's like, Hubert, what are you doing? You're you're a magic boy. Stop running forwards with the Lancers. <laughs> yeah, just literally tackling people tackling people to the ground with his spindly little arms. Yeah. Someone's a priest <laughs> and they're just flying, like they're not even running, they're just floating super fast. It's yeah. like, let's do it. It's funny as hell. <laughs> Yes, it is. Oh boy. Um, so Hubert would technically have his chance to shine in Smash as well. I would be okay with that. I mean, uh, I'm actually he, surprised. That I could easily see Hubert appearing in a victory animation for Edelgard. Yes, this Me too. Me too. I'm surprised that we all had that clean cut. I thought that Kelly might go for Claude out of. You know, just bias of it being the first path, or maybe Dimitri because he had some excellent move ideas. I did but, not uh, expect being... this to be a three zero sweep. Me either, but I'm also not complaining about it. Uh, it worked out. Our listeners might, <laughs> so we'll see. Just uh, make sure to voice your opinions. We always like to hear what you have to say, even if it's disagreement. 
Discourse is healthy. After all, we're recording this on Discord. Indeed we are. Um, <laughs> I think that we can... Wrapping this up, uh, next episode announcement, we're going to go into something adjacent to that Byleth reveal, which was the revelation that we're getting six new characters, stages, music packs in a Fighter's Pass 2. Cool. So, Lister and I are going to be diving into what the contents of this new pass could potentially be. And that will be a very enticing episode. It's going to take a lot of research. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, it will, but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and in the meantime, I also wanted to just thank you, Kelly, for joining us today. It's been fun having you and your... Uh, your vibrant mind along for the ride because you've come up with some very great ideas that have, that have been featured on the Smashtopia wiki. Uh, you've been someone who shared our ardent passion for Smash Brothers, uh, arguably more than anyone else in our little dedicated group of friends. So it's been it's been a pleasure. That makes me very happy to hear, John. Thank you so much. This was like this was a very fun experience for me to be on this and chat about it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it is, it is would you say that creative. You'd... Yeah. Would you, would you say that you'd come on again? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, you can look forward to that sometime in the great horizon, one and all. Sweet. I'm sure that. Yeah, that was a, it was a really fun time. Uh, Lister, you have anything else to add? You know, I, it, it's always good to have a guest on here, whether we're discussing a Smashtopia or a Smashdash or what have you. Uh, it was a lot of fun having you on. You had some good insight on these different characters. And uh, I look forward to having you appear on another episode someday. Thanks so much, yep. Lester. It was really cool to see, like, I think, much, like, more people, more collaboration. Once you get, it's a nice creative exercise. Like, once you get past the idea of, like, this character or so-and-so is impossible and you stop thinking about that, then there's lots of place, places you can take it and where you Absolutely. can take the discussion. So something I like to say is that, with very few exception, no character is really impossible. There's some that are extremely difficult, but uh, there's only a very small percent of characters out there that are truly impossible to work in Smash. Iron Man. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean what? <clears throat> well, no, he's not a good game character. But I mean, like, if you, if Iron Man were to be included in the game, you could easily. Make him work is what I mean. Oh, sorry. You mean mechanically? Yes, mechanically is what like I not, mean. Not legally or, or, right, or rights right. or anything? Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Titan Farm Azurda. Like, is it something like a Goomba. All right, you know, maybe that wasn't possible. But uh, Lord. Piranha Plant worked. True, true. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we can thing... have a question block be playable next. <laughs> I mean, you think, I think... what? The only time it's been like actually impossible, I think, was the Ice Climbers debacle on the 3DS. Right, and that was a uh, uh, technical limitations deal. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. That was a that was a sad moment in Smash history. Let me tell you. I was pissed. Those were dark days. Me too. Me too. <sighs> My goodness. Well, I think it's it's a good enough time to put a lid on this episode of Zenny. So, uh, Kelly, is there anything else that you'd like to say before we wrap up? Hmm, my most wanted uh, character for if I can throw that in. Absolutely. Or, mm -hmm. Um, I will, I will back Phoenix right until the day I die. But if he doesn't make it in, I'll happily accept Dante. 
Does it both even, though I've never played, cool. even though I've never played DMC or any of the DMC games, Dante seems pretty cool. I think they both work very well in Smash. Me too. Me too. So as for me, with actually, I was about to say like, as for me with my fi- with my with my wishes, but I'll save that for a fighter pass episode. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, well, you guys, you guys yeah. save that. You'll have lots of material to cover. Dirk the Daring for we Smash. We sure will. Dirk the Daring <laughs> for Smash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, it's been very nice chatting with you both. And until next time, thank you for listening. Thanks, guys, so much for having me on. Bye. Woohoo. See ya. Okay, so episode end.